Verbal Discharge. The world's third to best radio show. Not about squids. Catch up at verbaldischarge.co.uk. And you're here with us, Verbal Discharge, in your ears, in your faces, all over your nan. We are coming out of the radio. This is my voice. I am James. Who, who is everyone else? I am coming out of your nan and going into the radio, and my name is Jordan. Oh, it's like it's a big continuous relationship. It's like it's the, an infinite loop. It's like the water cycle. It's oh, <laughs> I am not precipitating on your nan. Thank you very much. <laughs> I am droplets flying up towards the sky, and my name is Robbie, and my droplets are your nan after she's died and your condensed understanding. down and, and began to like uh, decompose until she. Becomes part of the the water cycle. I think your understanding does. of the water cycle is a bit skewed there, Robbie. Well, human beings are like eighty percent water, aren't they? So, well, they are percent water. But you... so your nan is hundred percent. We're not hundred percent water. <laughs> your your yeah. nan's really wet. But oh my god! So... But other than that, like like water droplets don't rise to the sky. They These, do. The, the water cycle doesn't defy no, the concept yeah, of gravity. Say, gravity. They do. They, they do. No, evaporate into water no. vapor. No, that's yeah. not how it works. It's not I how should it works. know because I went to Seven Trent water plant when I was in year five on a school trip. Was the uh, water supply poisoned then? Uh, no, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> topical comedy! If you're living in one of five Derby postcodes, it D- that was hilarious. D- all, all the Lancashire, Lancashire, no one in Leicestershire. One, That's one it, in Leicestershire. Leicestershire. Um, to explain that joke to anyone who isn't from Derby UK, <laughs> which um, is pretty much everybody, more or less everyone, especially you there in China. Hi there. We we don't know who you are, our Chinese listener who keeps consistently listening. But thank you. We we appreciate your continued support. I'm surprised they let let discharge on, on the kind of intranet. That yeah. How did we there. get past that firewall? To explain think- the joke because it's funnier if you do. Seven Trent Water recently had a bit of a kerfuffle whereby all of their uh, water was contaminated, and they told like five postcodes worth of people don't drink the water. And then people started growing like extra limbs and mm. stuff. So. Yeah, people were born with like three eyes. There mm. was uh, there, there was that fish that turned up with seven heads. Um, <laughs> seven heads. Seven oh, heads. He just really can't decide what he wants to do. I call it a fish. Uh, a hydra would be more appropriate. <laughs> it's just like a goldfish. Yeah. You call it a hydra. <laughs> Have you never done that? Like filled your fish tank with steroids and like meth. Steroids and meth. Steroids and meth make for quite a potent combination when applied to a fish. Let me tell you. Apart from the bit where they go impotent. Over the, like a steadily like if you slowly feed your fish steroids and meth over a period of about two months, you can build them into a hulking, admittedly impotent monstrosity. That explains what happened to me when I was a chippy last night. <laughs> Why it was served up? Why what? it was six foot tall? And sounded like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wait, are you claiming that you were served a bit of a Hydra, or you no, were served, served by, by a Hydra? I, I was served by a seven. I was served. Well, he had six heads. He served me one of them. Um, what? <laughs> Did he cook it in front of you? Did yeah, he put he, it in batter? He cut off his own head, covered it in batter, uh, served it with chips. What sort of fucking nightmare scape is this? Did he grow two more heads when he cut that one off? No. Oh. No, it takes like forty-eight hours to grow another head. Does it? Like, yeah, you see it on cartoons all the time. Oh, they grow it back right away. That's not how it works. If you ever look at a real hydra, if you talk to one, no, it takes them about forty-eight hours. It's a really slow and painful process. That's why they don't tend to chop their own heads off unless they're really short on fish. I mean, Hercules would have had it a lot easier if that was the case. But the <laughs> hydra grew heads really quickly. Unfortunately, I'm not 
Hercules. I'm just a customer in a chip How shop. How did Hercules kill the Hydra again? Did he crush it or something? Yeah, he, he crushed it with a boulder, but I think at the end of the Disney film, it was, um, I think, if, if I remember correctly, like, I think Hades lifted the boulder off and the Hydra was fine and someone had to fight it again. I can't really remember. I haven't seen the animated <laughs> Hercules in so long. Really good film, though. Amongst the better Disney films. That and Mulan. Mulan. Mulan, Mulan was... It's, it's just my favourite song from a Disney, really. I'll make a man out of you. Oh, I thought you just meant the entirety of Mulan. Like, the entirety <laughs> of Mulan is my favourite song. Just listening to the audio file, like, yeah, this dialogue is really well written. Yeah, I, I can empathise with the I plight listen, of this teenage girl. I, I listen to the soundtrack when I work out. Make a man out of you. It's because it is a motivating song. I do it while I inject steroids into my, like, puny arms. Steroids and meth straight <laughs> into the <laughs> fish tank we keep. meth with all your steroids? Well, I mean, if you're going to take one really, really damaging substance that's going to make you impotent, you might as well, you know, if you can round five up to ten, you can take meth with your steroids. <laughs> <laughs> that was as I was taught in A-level maths. We all remember that. I that... didn't take A-level maths. Yeah. Wait, they, done, they only taught they you that just... five rounds up to ten in A-level yeah. maths. <laughs> <laughs> this is Nottingham schools we're talking about. I went to, I went to a, a state well, school. I mean, they don't teach you anything. It yet. explains why they've been encouraging you to take meth, though. <laughs> it's like year one math, they teach you the number one. Year two math, they teach you the number two. All the way up to year nine. Uh, at year 10, they actually jump ahead and they teach you year 12, 13, 14. Um, so I, by the age of 18, I can count to 17. That's remarkable. Yeah. That's brilliant. How, how do you feel now that you can count all the way up to 20? Uh, I feel pretty 48. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I was hoping that would translate into a joke if I just said a number. <laughs> you can't just say a number with no relevance to it. 72? That's, that's, that's the equivalent. 72? No, that, that is the equivalent of just saying any word in, in, like, in, as a punchline. But, but you, you, what you've done there, Robbie, is, is interesting because it was a joke so bad you actually <laughs> broke the formula of comedy. That, is, that was as valid a joke as why did the chicken cross the road asparagus <laughs> there was just there was no coherent sense there was no evolution of thought there was evolution. just a number it's because all the evolution process going on was too busy evolving that fish into a hydra on steroids and if you'd like to hear more hydra on steroids we'll be here with you for a bit longer we are verbal discharge and this is a bit of an interesting show for us today mm. because the station phantom radio which yes. we normally broadcast from derby is not live which means we're just using their studio to record our podcast which means Again. we can say words such as the piss flaps piss flaps <laughs> we will be using the word piss flaps at least four more times appropriately <laughs> right we're chal- we're setting ourselves okay. to this we have four more times we have to use the words piss flaps in the show okay. in God. a correct, relevant context, not like, <laughs> not like what Robbie has just done. <laughs> yeah. We will not just shout the word piss flaps. <laughs> no, we might do that as well. Um, but if you are listening, thank you for listening. Um, we, to explain to you, in case you haven't listened to us before, we are Verbal Discharge. We have the social media, and you can find it if you like the sound of our voices. We post a lot of other shit that we do there. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Verbal Discharge. You can find us at our Twitter handle, at VerbDisRadio. And you can find our website, uh, verbaldischarge.co.uk, and email us at things at verbaldischarge.co.uk. And to plug it, like we'll be doing every show, we have a live show coming up. It's live. It's on the 5th of May. It's It's at the Maypole in Derby. Please, if you can make it down, do make it down. We're going to have so much fun. We're going to go round and around. We're going to take you to Brown Town. We're going to be on stage and we're going to act like a clown. 
we're going to oh. say things that might be profound. With... Um, <laughs> we're going to be joined by special guest Rufus Hound, who will come and show us what he's found when he was out being on the town. We will run around the stage. You could say that we would bound... 48. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jordan. Oh, Jordan. You piss flap. <laughs> Doesn't count. No. Not even remotely close to being comedy. I'm sorry I chose a hard one to fit into, like, normal context. Discharge! 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 Verbal discharge! Verbal discharge! Verbal discharge! Discharge! Hey guys, so you might remember uh, George Osborne quite recently announced <laughs> his budget. Now, we did a link about this last week on the show. Yep. Um, and I did a link not about this last week on the show because it was quite similar to Robbie's link. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to do it anyway. So, okay. now, Don't say we spare any, any effort here at Discharge. Now, as much as we can mock George Osborne for being a vile, vile, inhuman piece of shit... It is important to remember <laughs> that he does have a difficult job. He has to take <laughs> yeah. very, very select resources that our country has and use them to solve a great deal of economic problems. Mm. Now, I thought, taking inspiration from this, we could test our own ability to problem-solve creatively using a limited amount of resources. Okay. So This is very like what I did. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, this it's, is it's, basically it's the same thing. Painfully similar, but, yeah. but you'll see where there is a slight difference. I think we should invent a new sport, and it can be called Face Spike. It can be really original. We can um, do a completely different thing this week. Could we not call it um, Shin Nail? It's like kickboxing, but before it starts, you fire a nail gun through the back of your shins. Oh. And then use the front of the nails to kick your opponent in the head. I think I think scoreboards would be very much on on for that. If you like this sort of content, you can listen to episode forty four of Verbal <laughs> Discharge. Anyway, um, so what I've got here, because um, I didn't have a hat, so in this uh, Johnson's Cotton Buds pack, Ooh. um, I have some slips of paper. Now, each of these slips of paper contain a problem that the world is facing today. Okay, and inside. This hat or this beanie. Oh, here we go. There is a resource or a thing. Okay. Now we will draw <laughs> a problem from the hat, and we must try and solve the problem using only the resources that we would actually have available to us and the additional resource that we get from the hat. When you say actually available to us, do you mean immediately in front of us? Or I would say because if we're solving the world's problems, it's probably yep. going to be more of a long con. Okay. So. Uh, just uh, things we could reasonably acquire, things that okay. are actually within our means. So if you've got, say, I don't know, a really good 
chisel at home yeah. and you you thought oh i could use that chisel that's okay that's all right okay, like this. Fine. so are we all clear on the rules yeah, yeah. yeah okay okay so one of you i'm not sure which one of you wants to go first let's go jordan because you're closer I'll, I'll cl- i am closer Pick a I'm problem taking this problem out of the johnson's cotton buds packet oh this this feels heavy i haven't what? read it yet it's a slip of paper uh, but... before you open it oh. um robbie would you like yep. to pick a resource out of the resource hat i am picking a resource out of the resource hat okay now Jordan, what is the problem the world is facing? The Syrian civil war. That's a, that's a big one. That's a big problem. And the resource is a genuine Margaret Thatcher pube wig. <laughs> I see a theme emerging here. We're tying in all of the recent shows together. This we are, beautiful. we are. It's all coming full circle. <laughs> now, we need to solve the Syrian civil war using the resources we would actually have available to yeah. us and a genuine Margaret Thatcher pube wig. How are we going to do it, team? So I believe that using the genuine Margaret Thatcher pube wig, we could get some press attention. So we use that. We get the UK press on our side. Uh, but how are we going to get them on our side? By burning Margaret Thatcher's pubes. Will that get Holding the... a big public ceremony in which we burn Margaret Thatcher's pubes. Seeing as they'll be the last part of her remaining above the ground <laughs> now, we burn them and we get like all of like the north to come down and go like ah bloody thatcher watch her burn watch her pubes burn instead of doing that why don't we just sell them off because obviously a genuine kind of like thatcher would have done yeah yeah yeah. sell them off privatize our own pubes yep that's what i was getting at robbie thanks for taking my joke away from me (laughs) but no um no um yeah we we could sell them on they they must be worth something and we could use that money then to pay the terrorists to stop I imagine it'd be worth <laughs> quite quite a bit in the in in the right circles. Yeah. Because yeah. how many people can boast they have the actual pubes or a no. wig's worth of the actual okay. pubes of a former Conservative Party leader? We could uh, buy we could buy Snickers with the money's raised and tell and say, Don't be a terrorist and we'll give you a Snickers. See, oh this is all coming <laughs> yeah, full circle, is, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Oh god, we're revisiting a lot of shows here. I think that we should get Bill Oddie's skin tight fleshy missile in. Uh I think I've got that lying about at home. Um, oh. and then we could use the one with our Top Gear audition tape to... No, uh, never mind. I think that Kira Knightley should argue with a tractor. <laughs> yep. And that God, is the... That, in jokes. That is the earliest episode of ours I can remember. So, um, so let's say, right, we've... we've oh, oh, what are we doing? What are we signing with? Are we going to sell the pubes on or are we going to burn them? I think we should burn them. We should have people pay to come and watch them burn. Oh, actually, that's a good idea. So How... we could then get make quite a lot on gate sales. We could charge, say, £5.50 per ticket, and we could do it, <laughs> say, on the 5th of May at the Maypole Cafe Bar and Beer. No, we, could, we could charge £5 and then have an extra 50p tagged on by somebody. Yeah. By, by, um, by I, I genuinely believe people would come to watch Margaret Thatcher's pubes burn. <laughs> right, what I'm doing now is I am crunching the numbers. Right, let's take 14.9 million... Which is the population of the North. ...times 550. So that's 81,950,000. Now, if we were to burn Margaret Thatcher's pubes, we can assume that the entirety of the North <laughs> would come. There are 14.9 million people in the North... And at five pound fifty a ticket, yeah. we could raise eighty-one million pounds. So fantastic. we've now we've managed to convert that genuine Margaret Thatcher pube wig into eighty-one <laughs> million pounds. <laughs> How are we going to use that eighty-one million pounds to stop the Syrian civil um, war? We could just sell them arms and let them kill each other. I mean, that oh, seems a bit that's as well. that, the, yeah, that's been like the kind of go-to tactic. Yeah, maybe or, train them. 
as we well. We could wait a minute. How we did this last week? I'm sure we looked at how much it cost to buy a missile to bomb France. Yeah, it was sure five hundred thousand. Yeah, so we could buy for that for eighty-one million pounds. <laughs> we could buy what about eighty missile? No, about 100, 160. 160 missiles and just destroy Syria. That way, there's no civil war there. We could act as a. We'd have to separate ourselves from a country because we wouldn't want there to be collateral damage outside point, of Syria. Yeah. Except like the Vatican, the the verbal. Let's go to the. So yeah, let's go to the Vatican and then launch 150 <laughs> missiles at Syria and then point at the Pope when somebody said, "Who does that? Who did, who did that?" <laughs> and we'll just be like, "Oh, it was me." I don't know why I did that in almost Sylvester Stallone's voice. It was me. I I didn't launch the missiles in Syria. I'm the Pope did it. <laughs> so I think I think we've managed to solve that one. Fantastic. I think we've cracked it. We have solved the Syrian civil war with nothing other than a genuine Margaret Thatcher pube wig and admittedly accusing the Pope of. of <laughs> right. Should we do it again? Yep. yep. Let's do another one. Right. Who wants to pick another problem? Right, so I do that. Robbie, I'll you pick, pick a problem. problem. Um, I've got to pick up two problems. Jo- I've got more than two problems. Jordan, would you like to pick a res? Or pick two resources? Okay. So, so read up both problems. We can try to solve them both with. Yeah. The why not? Why not? Okay. So inequality and the one percent is one of the problems. So the, the the massive financial differential in this country. And the other problem is the end of the industrial age, where all labour jobs are taken over by machines. We're tying together, actually. Yeah, like they the do tie together quite neatly. And our resources are. An old woman covered in Sainsbury's Basics honey. <laughs> nice. And a dozen pairs of cheaply made wooden Dutch shoes for tourists. <laughs> okay, so we've got to solve... What was it? So, it? No, okay. So there's only a dozen pairs of shoes there we've got available. If we're trying to solve the fact there's no labour jobs, we just commission more Dutch shoes to be made. But is using there, those is, as templates. But is there enough of a demand for... Dutch wooden shoes okay. for tourists. So, that that so, was no, okay. to base so we the sell, entire world economy on we sell, Dutch wooden shoes. We sell, like, those... So there's 12... Is there 12 shoes or 12 pairs of shoes? 12 pairs of shoes. 12 pairs of shoes. So we sell, like, one to, like, Gwyneth Paltrow, one to, like, Sylvester Stallone, to all, all the people that the kids look up to, the fashionable people. Will they that want starts, to buy them? That starts a trend. We then... Will they, want, will they, want, will they want them? Will they we want use, them? We use the, the, the inequality. You use the 1% that's got all the money to pay them to wear these shoes. But, but the, the 1% um, isn't our resource, it's our problem. Oh, what's our other resource? <laughs> I'm an old woman covered in Sainsbury's Basics, honey. Do we, how, no, we've still got money left over from the previous one, because we, we only launched 150 missiles, and we could afford about 170. So, right, so we use that money to pay Gwyneth Paltrow to wear Dutch shoes for about a month. Um, and while she's wearing those shoes, she starts a major fashion trend, okay. which allows us to get all these jobs made uh, in, in loads of new job labouring jobs for people making Dutch but, shoes. But, but then the people at the top will still be the 1% and the people at the bottom yeah, the making pro- the, the shoes problem will is still if, be the 99%. If we are getting people to make these shoes for us, we're not increasing the inequality in the 1%. We're adding to it yeah. by, <laughs> well, by, 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 by building a new world economy that builds entirely around <laughs> no, us selling Dutch shoes to but, everyone. No, hold, on, hold on, I'm starting by, we've solved though the problem of being fewer labour jobs. You are correct. So we've, we've, are got, correct. we've solved that problem. Fine. We've got loads of new labour jobs. And we've also set up a new business, which potentially we can then use as a launch pad to take on the, the, the inequality in the 1%. So how are we going to take on the inequality in the 1%? We've used up all of the Dutch shoes. So now we only have an old woman covered in Sainsbury's Basics honey. Yeah, but we've got a new major manufacturing house. No, no, no. We've done more than that. We've restructured the world economy to yeah. be based yeah. around <laughs> Dutch wooden shoes. So we've restructured the world economy to be <laughs> yeah. based around Dutch wooden shoes. So we've got a new world economy 
yeah. of which we are at the top and we are of the we are the in, the unequal one percent. Yes, but we've got access to a saint to an old woman covered in honey. <laughs> so then, do we stop sitting on our wealth and then yeah. give it back to the people? We distribute it through an old woman covered in honey. Oh, we're starting to sound a okay. bit Marxist. Now. Or do we do we give her do we give her the money to have a bath? So she's not covered in honey anymore. But then there's nothing um, special about her. She's just some old bitch. She's just yeah. <laughs> she's just like an old woman. She okay. doesn't. She, she like what? What are we gonna do with we the use, honey? We use That's her a waste of honey as like a representative of our good intentions. Uh, we use her as the symbol. She's the mockingjay of our revolution. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is she nude? Because it doesn't specify. <laughs> but I suppose if she's covered in honey, you she's... know what? Why not? She's Why? Nude. Let's. Okay. She's naked and covered in honey. <laughs> <laughs> we we could, I suppose. Use her as the mockingjay for our revolution. Mm-hmm. We could use because we have be- we are now at the top of the world economy. Yeah, we could buy out all of the co- other businesses. We could buy out everything else. Okay, because now the entire world economy revolves around shoes, of which we control the means of production and supply. Yes, so we buy out every other business, mm-hmm. gradually take more and more control. Yeah, and then we use the old woman. As, like you say, our Mockingjay, we wash her and say we're going to wash away the inequality and we redistribute the wealth to everyone equally. And then everybody has an equal proportion of wealth. And honey. Hmm? And and then everybody has an equal proportion of wealth the world over. Exactly. Until someone else begins to find a way to hoard it. But that doesn't matter because for the time being, we have solved solved inequality in the 1%. Fantastic. And we have given new labour jobs to everyone alive using nothing but an old woman covered in honey and a <laughs> dozen <laughs> pairs of cheap tourist wooden Dutch shoes. And Gwyneth Paltrow. And Gwyneth Paltrow. Why, why aren't we our own political party? I don't know. I don't know. Should we solve another problem? Yeah, let's solve another problem. Who wants to... Jordan, you take a problem. I'll take a problem. I've got 99 problems, but uh, Robbie, this problem ain't one. you take a resource? Um, oh, I picked up two. You know uh, what? Sack it. Maybe it's a really big problem. Sack it. Okay. Um, What's the problem? Conservative cuts taking a toll on society's most vulnerable. And our resources are... <laughs> An autistic goat. <laughs> <laughs> and our other resource is a million dolphins. All... Come on, James. All of them riddled with syphilis. <laughs> An so... autistic goat and a million syphilitic dolphins. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's get to work, team. What is who that is? <laughs> <laughs> right. Thatcher's home for syphilitic dolphins. <laughs> How are we doing this? How are we solving cuts taking advantage of the most disadvantaged with an autistic goat and a million syphilis ridden dolphin um, do we still have our shoe manufacturing business no well we, re- we redistributed the wealth yeah <clears throat> so have we not solved this we have solved this right so let's yeah for the aid of playing the game let's wipe the slate clean okay we haven't solved the world economy okay. we haven't re- redistributed wealth <laughs> we're starting as we are now wiping the slate clean how are we going to do it okay so we have... kill all of society's most vulnerable by making them have sex with syphilitic dolphins. <laughs> or what we do That's, that really is a hell of a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> do you think we could? Right. What a we heavy do is we take these one million syphilis-ridden dolphins, yeah, and we embrace them into society. We 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 say we we, we get everyone <laughs> dress them up in shirts. We and, get like, everyone. Shoes. We get everyone on our side. And we we we'll, we'll sort of we'll stage a propaganda campaign. Mm-hmm. We know how to run a Facebook page. We know how to run a Twitter. <laughs> we can do this. We'll gradually get everyone in the UK convinced that it is our humane obligation 
to take these million syphilis-ridden dolphins under our wing. Yeah. You bring them into society. However, there's obviously going to be backlash. Mm. There's going to be people saying, no, we shouldn't support these syphilis-ridden dolphins. Send them back. Send them back to the ocean. Because they're coming over here. They don't speak the language because <laughs> they're dolphins with syphilis. <laughs> coming over here and taking all of our welfare. So everyone is now focused on these dolphins. Political attention will be drawn away from the disabled and the most vulnerable to these dolphins. You could say that they are, this is leading into the other resource, our scapegoat. Oh! oh. Okay, speaking of the goat, you know how in detective books, yeah. like the detective always has like something that makes them different. They're always slightly somewhere on the autistic spectrum. Yeah, there, yeah. there's a quirk, Which there's a, some element there. makes them a genius. It means that they look at the world in a different way, different to all the police officers. So I'd like to think that this goat just approaches the world differently and he's got all these different skills that we can use to potentially <laughs> put him in a lab, put this goat in a lab and watch him and he'll solve syphilis. So he'll cure syphilis. Uh, we probably only need to give him like two weeks. So you think an autistic goat could cure syphilis? (laughs) I do, in two weeks. But now we've just got a million fucking dolphins (laughs) just lying around. (laughs) What do we do do with a million normal dolphins? How are Um, we going to now use... So so we've got rid of the syphilis in all of the dolphins. Okay, oh, oh, okay. So once the the goat has cured syphilis, we then put him on to cure cancer. But because we don't tell anyone that we've cured cancer, so millions of pounds still go into cancer research every single year. Which right. means that we then redistribute this money into the poorest and we use that to deal with their tax problem. The, the, Wait, the... why are we receiving money from cancer research if we because, have a cure? Okay, because people donate money to cancer research. We don't tell the public that we've cured cancer. We let them think we, they still need to donate their money so <laughs> that we can find more autistic goats who can cure cancer. But then to keep the secret up, we have to hide the cure to cancer and people will continue to die of cancer. No, no, we can cure them individually. You know, but and what, we do and very... tell them not to say anything? No, we do it very slowly. Hey, we're going to no, cure no, 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 your okay. cancer, but by the way, keep it hush-hush, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think I would. At, stage we're at now, whereby more people survive cancer than die of cancer uh, when they're diagnosed. We continue with this... And so we let maybe 80% of people, 90% of people live. And because it would probably be quite an expensive thing to be doing, to be actually administering the cure, we need to retrain doctors, etc. So we won't be able to get it at 100% initially anyway. Um, but fortunately, we have a workforce. We have a million dolphins. <laughs> yes. None of them with syphilis. Yes. So we get these syphilis-free dolphins. We, we teach them to be doctors. We can pay them junior doctor wages and they won't mind because <laughs> it's the most money they've ever earned anyway. Um, <laughs> And therefore, we've solved the problems of the NHS as well as the, the whatever the problem was as we're solving. It was um, resolving at Tory cuts, uh, taking advantage of the society's most vulnerable. So, also, what, what so if- what you've done is you've you've structured a new health service that is based entirely on the genius of one really, <laughs> really, really <laughs> autistic goat and a workforce comprised of a million dolphins, which we will have to cure the syphilis on. <laughs> Yes. And I think we've got it I can't it see a, flo- a fault in that logic. I can't. I, I think we've done it. I yeah. think we have, today, here other, and now... Other thought, if we can integrate the dolphins into society, they become society's most vulnerable because they've got syphilis. So, therefore, they become the most disadvantaged. So that changes the goal. We, we can move the goalposts there. So we cure them with a goat and then we're done. I think we've solved this problem. I, feel we've, I we've, think we've, we've done this one. We've yeah. thoroughly, thoroughly cracked this one. Jeez. So today, using a very limited amount of resources... We have managed to solve inequality in the 1%. Yep. Conservative cuts taking advantage of society's most vulnerable. Yep. 
and uh, the what? lack of labouring jobs to be oh, given yeah. by machines and lack of labouring jobs. We've we've done it. Yeah, nice job. Fantastic. Good good work, team. This is why we should form our own political. <laughs> <laughs> it's inevitable now. It's increasingly inevitable. I'm Hapthor Julius Bjornsson. And when I'm not out winning world's strongest men competitions, I like to kick back and listen to verbal discharge. Has anyone ever played a video game? I've played a few. Yeah, a few. Quite, quite a few. Um, what was the best one that you played? Oh, God, that's a big question. That, that is a question yeah, that requires that's... hours of thought. I, I could give you maybe a top five. I couldn't narrow it down to one, though. Okay. Uh, well, that's completely irrelevant. Because I'm, uh, I just figured there's 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 other types of game. Uh, there's also board games. Have you ever played a board game? I have. I have. We um, played a board game recently. Really? What board game was it? Monopoly. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> do you have any other favorite board games that are Monopoly? Because Monopoly's overrated. Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Risk, Risk is quite good. Risk, Risk is good. I'm I'm fond of Boulder Dash. I think Boulder Dash is a good game. Never played Boulder Dash. Oh, Never heard of we Boulder should, Dash. We should try playing that on air or a version of. Uh, that could be quite entertaining. Wait, basically, you, you have to it, sort of. It's you a board game. Uh, you have to. The idea is that you have to try and sell a lie being real, oh. um, and you make your way around a board based on how successful you are in selling lies. Um, right. So we could we could try doing a version of that on air. Um, sure. Let's go ahead with this completely unprepared, unscripted link. <laughs> so we can do that another time. We can do that another time. Oh. Um, oh. Because I've got another game. There oh. are other types of game, and I've got a game that we can play. Um, do you want to know what the name of this game is? What's the name it's of the game? It's a game I've made up myself. I thought this would be a really good... I sat there at home thinking of, what would be a really good game to play on the radio? I thought of a really good idea for a game. Um, so, do you want to know the name of the game? What is it? It's called, How Many Types of Dog Can You Name While Robbie is an Out-of-Date Battenberg? <laughs> what? <laughs> so, <laughs> you haven't actually got with, an Out-of-Date Battenberg. No, you don't. Oh, my God. Have you I've got an out-of-date Battenberg. That, that, is, a, a whole that, is, an, that is an entire yep. Battenberg. I've got an entire Battenberg. It was best before the 9th of Mar- 19th of March. We're recording on the 22nd of March. So it's three days out of date. Um, and the set of this game is, I'm going to begin to eat this Battenberg. I haven't got a knife or anything. That was an oversight. Are you just going to bite so into So I'm just going to have bat- to bite in, like shovel a Battenberg into my face. How much of it are you eating? And I'm going to try and eat the whole thing. Um, in which time, I'm going to shout out some categories. They might be something like, Name as many types of dog as you can. In which time, I'll be making a note and you'll have to both name as many dogs and I'll keep a tally of who can name the most types of dog while I'm trying to eat this Battenberg. So we're I just may... we're just filling out your category that you posed to us. Yeah. And you are eating <laughs> a Battenberg and noting down the score. Yes. I may at any point uh, change the category, in which case whatever you hear is what you go with. Right. Um, <laughs> so if it doesn't come out properly, then you try and go with that. You try and try and adapt to that. Okay, I think okay. I think we can deal so, with this. I think um, I think this is doable. I also want to make the note that there's a reason I'm doing this on a show in which we're not live, in which it can potentially be cut entirely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we've covered all bases. Have you got your Battenberg? Uh, I've got my Battenberg. How are you going to note, note down? Because obviously we're both going to be shouting a lot of things. Well, maybe if we know. So are we, are we competing against each other here? Yes. Oh, fucking destroy you, Jordan. I'll, I'll kick you in the piss flaps, James. Uh, oh, no. nice. That brings it up to two. One. Are we ready to play the game? Um, yes. We are ready. So I'm going to open the Battenberg now. Um, you can hear me. There he is, fumbling it open. I've got a whole Kipling. Oh, Mr. that Kipling looks so nice. Look at it. I love Battenberg. It's like my favourite food. Um, which is why I'm going to eat an outdated one now. <laughs> so, 
you will have when I'm not sure why I'm setting a timer, but I'm going to. Just I was going to say it's just as quick as you can eat. Yeah. There's no timer on it. It's just you eating a burger. So I'll name a category, which might be, for example, are how you... many types of dog can you name? Are you going to name categories while you're eating? Yes. Oh, this is going to be awful. Okay, this is going to be horrendous. Um, this is going to be the kind of the kind of time when I'm glad that we the audience can't see us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I considered bringing my camera in and thought better of it. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to name a category such as how many types of dog can you eat. Once I take Eight. my first bite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If <laughs> we're in China. Yeah. Um, Ooh, topical. Okay, after I take my first bite, I'm going to oh. name a category. Um, that's one example. It probably won't be that. I might, it'll probably be something different. I'm okay, prepared so. for dogs now. I've got so many dogs floating around in my head. So. He's bit the Battenberg. How many <laughs> dogs? <laughs> Robbie, you're spitting yeah. Battenberg everywhere. Alsatian, Doberman, Greyhound, Boston Terrier, French Bulldog. <laughs> I was just um, going for it. Jack Russell. Jack Rog. <laughs> Um, the big one, Labrador, <laughs> Dachshund, the, the sex poodle. What is a sex poodle? <laughs> it's a cross between a sex dog and a poodle. What uh, is a sex dog? It's film, a dog you have sex with. Film starring Seth Rogen. Pineapple Express, Freaks and Geeks. Um, it's not a film. Is it not a film? It's a TV series. Damn. Uh, this is the end. The, the, the interview. Um, your mom's weed nipples. Um, <laughs> sausage <laughs> party. <laughs> Oh, it's not even out Knocked yet. Knocked up. Uh, is that a... super bad? Um, I, I don't. Uh, Observing report. Anything that James Franco was in. Um, um, Liam Neeson's nipples. The names he gives them. Uh, John, Charisse. Barry, <laughs> Tony, Joffrey, uh, Alan. Yeah, you've each got one of them. Left titty. Um, <laughs> Robbie, that Battenberg is going. Robbie, less of that Battenberg is going in your mouth than is. Your beard is full of Battenberg. <laughs> <laughs> this is a sight to behold right give, give us a topic um, coloured in a Battenberg pink yellow white that's brown. not fair Jordan could see the Battenberg from where he was <laughs> I've taken all four colours how much of the Battenberg have you eaten half of it oh my god no, Robbie well, how, that much how much is that that Describe is like that. a third that is a, that is savage Robbie you've just bitten into that Battenberg I've just been yeah like eating chunks out of it it's like a ramp at the moment like a yeah. pink and yellow ramp um Sorry, I need another category. Um, U.S. states. Michigan. That's not a state. Uh, Pennsylvania. Mississippi. Chicago. New Damn York. It. New York. I don't know. Uh, LA. Minnesota. Uh, California. Dakota. North Dakota. South Dakota. <laughs> um, Maine. Oregon. Presidents prior to the year 19,000, 19, 1900. Washington. Uh, Osborne. 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 I don't know any presidents. Lincoln um, was Lincoln pre, pre not 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 pre. Wait, he was, wasn't he? Actually, yeah, yeah, he was. I'll take, he was. I'll take Lincoln. Um, that guy that shot all of those Indians, George Jones, um, Theodore Roosevelt, um, the guy in the wheelchair. Which guy in the wheelchair was that? Teddy um, Roosevelt, Professor yeah. X. <laughs> Professor X. <laughs> Teams that have run the rug- won the Rugby World Cup. England, Wales, Wales Ireland, New Scotland, Zealand, New Zealand, Australia, Australia Pakistan. <laughs> Just, I don't know. So India. If, there's, only if four, I... there's only four of them. You name three. Italy. France. <laughs> Slovakia. France made four finals and never won it. Uh, um, Germany. Mm. Other European countries. Wait, did you say the World Cup? Or you, South World Africa. Cup. World Cup. South Africa. There God Damn it, James. Um, yeah. Teams that won the FIFA World Cup. I've England, got no idea who's England, the France, yeah. Spain, Germany, the, uh, Argentina, the, the Dutch, Brazil, the Dutch, um, the fucking San Dutch. Marino, Spain. 
Italy. Portugal. Benefit of doubt on all of those. Brazil. Um, I said Brazil. Oh. Ha. Take that in your piss flaps. Can't <laughs> oh. <laughs> believe it appeared on this podcast. Sorry? James, Robbie, Jordan, Ben. And it won't full names. I want full names. I want full names. James Robbie Boston, Owen, Jordan, Jordan Reynolds. Reynolds. James Boston, Ben Knight. You're missing... Okay. Benjamin Knight. <laughs> Dan Clarkson. No, um, I don't know. Leader of the Green Party. Natalie Bennett. Bennett. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan got that. Oh, we are clipping these mics. This is going to sound horrible. <laughs> <laughs> is this working? Is that length? Because <laughs> I'm enjoying this Battenberg. <laughs> How much of the Battenberg have you eaten now? Most of it. Oh my God, Robbie, you've devastated that Battenberg. You've made a just, mess yeah, though. This yeah, is I a have. whole Battenberg. Clean this up like, afterwards. A loaf of Battenberg. Inside of Robbie right now. Is this working as a? I'm not as, entirely as sure. I don't know. I don't. We'll, we'll just keep just keep going. Give us more categories. Okay. Uh, um. Uh. The, the four Irish provinces. The what? Ulster. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um. King Kenny. <laughs> what? Giant's Causeway. Northern Ireland, Southern Ireland, Eastern Ireland, and Western Ireland. Southern Ireland. <laughs> Southern Ireland. Southern Ireland. This is terrible. I, c- I could name Ulster, and that's about it. Uh, Ulster, Munster, Leinster, and Connaught. Munster. Um, yeah, you go. Oh, Jordan, he sneaks in. Leinster. Connaught, or whatever he said. Connaught. Connaught. Connaught, as in con artists, as in the Irish, as in they're all gypsies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, sorry to our Irish listeners. Traditional Italian names. Forgetti, Cannadoni. Mario, <laughs> Luigi. Frank. Princess Peach. Um, Sergio Leone. Don Capello. <laughs> uh, Don Corleone. Mussolini. Um, uh, um, Mussolini. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mama. Mama uh, Mia. Dominic. Papa. Alberto. Johns. Papa Johns. Uh, Papa Jan. Mama Jane. People who are in hot fuzz. People who are in hot fuzz. (laughs) Simon (laughs) Pegg. Nick. Nick Nick Frost. That's the one. Olivia Coleman. Yeah. The the guy with the hair and the old face. Rory McGann. Mm. I don't know their names. I'm not good. This is Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Um, Damn it. Bollocks. What's his name? Who wasn't in it? Oh, that's (laughs) nice. I don't know all. I don't know actors' names. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Okay. I've got more, I've got more, I've got more. Uh, Martin Freeman. Mm, yep, yeah, yeah, he was. Um, Alan Rickman. No, Alan no, Rickman wasn't in Alan it. Bill Rick- Nye. Bill Nye was in it. Damn it. Um, Stephen. Who was the other? Yeah, you're almost there. Stephen. He was Alan Partridge. Partridge. Stephen. Stephen Coogan. Yeah. Steve Coogan, damn it. Oh, I've got one there. Clint just that. Um, uh, Fast and Furious movies. Fast and Furious 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Tokyo Drift. Faster. Fast and Furious. Furious Fast Harder. Ronda Ronda Rousey. Ronda the Ronda. Was Ronda Rousey in them? Yeah. Ronda. Ronda Rousey was actually in the latest one, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ronda Rousey was in Fast and Furious. Yeah, in which the Spanish person, who I never remember her name. Oh, Latino. Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, she has a fight with her and she's like, don't worry, I'm a mechanic. And then proceeds to fight toe-to-toe with Ronda Rousey, which would not happen. Is Ronda Rousey playing herself? She's playing someone who can beat people up just as well as she like she can in real life. So, yeah. Kill Nightly movies. Um, Atonement. Jesus. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean 1, 2, 3, and 4. I can only think of Natalie Portman movies. She's not in number 4. It's not a Black Swan, that's Natalie Portman, isn't it? That's Natalie Portman. Damn it, they look the same. 
Yeah. Um, Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars Episode Two. No, no she wasn't three, in that. Three, four, five, six, seven. No. Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know these things. I'm not. I'm, oh, not I'm beginning with. to get over, over, overwhelmed by. Battenberg. Yeah, you like, look really. really you, no, you look really unwell. Yeah. Are you all right? How much of it have you eaten now? Uh, too much. Too much Battenberg. That is like almost That's... a whole Battenberg you have got. You've eaten over the course. I've of eaten this most link. of it. Um, I might have to take a moment to. To recover, yeah, you, ma- you actually out of Battenberg. no, you genuinely look quite green around really? the gills. You, you look on well, like you look, you look really uneasy with it's, that. I've just remembered it's out of date as well. Yeah, only um, by a few days. Yeah, but like, even if it wasn't out of date, that is a stupid amount of Battenberg to put in your body in such a short space of time. Yeah, that probably is. Um, I've done it now. Well, thank you for playing that quiz. What, um, what, what out are the, the results? Um, you beat me so with the actors from from Hot Fuzz. So, uh, James, you scored that um, uh, uh, somewhere in the region. I'm going to say 49 points. Um, Wait, no. No, you scored more than that. No, you didn't. You scored 49 points. 49 points. Nice. Nice. Jordan, you scored... You did name a lot of dogs. (laughs) 38 points. Oh! So, James wins... By the virtue of saying Olivia Coleman, so well. Wait, well how done. many points did you give me for Olivia Coleman? One. Oh, I, I was but hoping she'd be every, worth like every three point or four. counts but for a for point. point. Yeah. <laughs> how well, do you feel now that you've eaten most of a Battenberg? Quite unwell. Um, I'm not surprised. Sickly, and it's only kicked in in the last few minutes, really. Um, just how, or last sort of yeah, last minute. Just how it feels to eat so much Battenberg so quickly. Can do we much, do um, we need like when we do things like this? Do we need to get like a medical professional to stand by? <laughs> Maybe I think an idea. So, yeah, they do yeah. it on jackass and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't have their budget, unfortunately. No, we don't have a budget. Um, no. Well, I managed to buy this 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 Battenberg. I was just under the yeah, impression but you that let you, it go out of date. No, I was the impression yeah. that you got it like from round back when they went. Oh, it's out of date now, and threw it out. No. No, I just 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 bought a Battenberg, let it go out of date, and then brought it in to eat. Oh God! What um, what was your thought process in assembling this game? There was. Did you one? purposely let it go out of date for the game, or was no. it a Battenberg that had gone out of date and you thought there's a link in this? Yeah, and then I couldn't <laughs> think of it, so I tried to invent a quiz as I was walking in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you can see I hadn't prepared any categories other than name a type of dog. Name how many types of dogs? <laughs> yeah. Um, so there we go. Thank you for playing. <laughs> Sorry for everyone listening. Verbal discharge in your face. Verbal discharge in the master race. Verbal discharge and disgrace. We are racist. Verbal discharge. So out of interest, um, did did either of you guys ever play football in like secondary school or I, anything like that? You had to because I remember like when I was in school PE lessons consisted of you go into the changing room, you get changed. Isaac Sabo tried to tweak someone's nipples. Um, oh, wait, was that, was tweak that his it. thing? <laughs> that was his thing. How do you mean tweak? Um, As he in would pinch. He or... would sort of pinch, yeah, like rub them, uh, anything like that. He'd just give um, them like a gentle rub. Yeah, or he'd sometimes oh. he'd roll up his school jumper and slap them on the bottom. Oh, okay. also, I mentioned we had the towel with Did he, did he yeah. have a really sort of wispy upper moustache that was sort <laughs> of. Pretty forming. much, yeah. Yeah, of course. He he was he 25 years yeah. old? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't have surprised me. He also used to, in drama lessons, shove. I mentioned this actually, I think. He always, every single drama lesson without fail for what four years five years he would shove his jumper up his shirt and pretend they were boobs and then walk around doing a really gruff voice saying he was a lesbian what's he doing now um, what's he doing with I don't himself? know I don't know is he, he is now um, I... a post-op <laughs> trans person I 
I should probably let him know he's mentioned on this episode. I ran into him in town like a year ago. Um, I said, hi. He hugged me and then ran off. Um, <laughs> still on like, it. Still <laughs> to his old tricks. Isaac. That was Isaac for you. Um, but yeah, no. You then you come out of the changing room uh, and there'd be PE teacher, Mr. Hartley, who was in his 70s. Uh, he'd sort of go, right then, kids, play football. And we'd have two pitches. There'd be the competitive pitch and the non-competitive pitch. I'm I'm very competitive over everything. Yep. But I had to go in the non-competitive pitch because it was actually to translate it a bit. It wasn't so much competitive, non-competitive as shit and not shit. So <laughs> I had to, I I, I was on you the were stuck not with very the shit. good. Yeah, Did he oversee pitch. both pitches or yep. was or was it more or less just a thing of like anyone who doesn't want to bother go non-competitive? Anyone who wants to do competitive? Yeah, basically, like he would sit and he'd properly referee that game. Occasionally, he'd look over to the non-competitive pitch and tell Isaac to stop it. Um, <laughs> Jordan, did you? Sorry, did you have I, success in football? I uh, see in secondary school not so much. I was always, mm. uh, I was always like they they put me on. We had practically the same thing. We yeah. had like three tiers of football, and I was stuck in the middle. But but people wanted me to play up front, and I am not much of a striker, as in I can't accurately kick the ball <laughs> anywhere. So you were just so they'd always put you front and center, yeah. and you were stuck in the middle pitch. Yeah. So you could say that there were players to the left of you, players, players to, to the, the right. right. But here I am, stuck in the middle with this shitty football. <laughs> I can't kick in a goal because I'm just terrible at that sort of thing. But I think um, I think when I got to, to sick form mm. um, and they put us on, the, they basically, I was the first year of a new sick form. Yeah. So there was about 30 something of us. And... The, they basically said we really need a sick form football team, <laughs> and I was like, "All right, I'll I'll do I'll do the sick." And we we had like eleven players yeah. and maybe two people for the bench, <laughs> so we didn't even have the full three subs. And I and I started playing centre back, mm. and and I was I, I used to slide people a lot, and it was fun. Nice. And I finally found out that be, being a centre back, you don't need to be accurate when you kick the ball. You no. just need to kick the no, ball really this is hard. What I found out when I got into year le- like year. Seven to ten would play on the astroturfs, and then in year eleven you graduated to playing on the school's one like proper football pitch. Ooh, yeah, I know that was really exciting. So you had a proper football pitch, yeah, because yeah, we yeah, had like yeah. backfields and they had a we had football a big, pitch with two goals. A, oh, wow. We had the same, yeah. We had yeah. a big field out the back, and but they had football pitches. The only year elevens play on it, um, and so they just take all the year eleven boys out, and they just split you into the two teams of sort of full eleven aside, sometimes thirteen aside, depending on how many people turned up, how many people bothered. <laughs> how many people brought their kit and yet by the end of that year i was a fairly decent right back yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I i could I, I could defend the the other thing i suppose with sick form sports is and it, it, it is the funnier story mm. is when they went oh um we need a sick form rugby team uh, and i went i'll do that <laughs> um and i'm not i'm not a particularly um large person I, i'm about 11 you're stone. bigger than me i'm about 11 stone i i went in the rugby team along with the ragtag bunch of us which <laughs> we were regarded as the worst football team in our league <laughs> then we went to the rugby regarded as the worst rugby team in our league hey, but at least you were trying at least, we no, tried. at least you were the plucky underdogs we were the eddie the eagle of <laughs> sports our first match was against adam's grammar oh adam's grammar adam's grammar school. I, bet it, I bet his grammar, I bet his grammar was terrible yeah no 
Adam's, he didn't even put an S in there. Adam's was... grammar was 22 stone at the lightest. What? They were massive people. I'd never seen people that big before. They, they were on a proper regime. They had proper trainers. They had coaches from actual rugby teams. They were on proper nutrition programs. <laughs> and they came in. They broke my friend George's arm. They punched my friend Sean in the throat. And I was just like, oh, I'm just not going to. I'm just going to hide in the corner <laughs> and not get the ball. That's what the, yeah, the wing position is for. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, as my school put together a rugby team, we played once. We only had 13 players. Uh, which probably explained the number of overlaps the opposition had. That that didn't go particularly well. Uh, <laughs> I almost scored after our, our fly have dramatically missed touch with a penalty. This probably means nothing to you. Uh, he missed so badly it went over the the try line, and I almost scored. But their fullback realised it at the last second and boosted it out. Oh. Um, but there you go. What What about you, James? What, what uh, football, football stories or rugby? If, if um, you ever did that, I never really played them uh, at all competitively, like like you two have experience doing. Um, mm. I did play briefly during sort of like PE lessons and things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I because th- th- I was in bottom set PE. There was um, th- th- there were only two sets. There was upper set and bottom set. Were you the people that when you went on a big run, you just walk at the back talking? No, because <laughs> when we went in a big run, um, my school was quite close to the to, to, to sort oh, of so to, yes, to where i lived rooms. yeah so we'd um people would run out into the balling valley which is this big valley near my house um and everyone would get sent right to the end of one valley they'd cross the bridge come back uh, on the other side of the river balling and then it'd take around about 45 minutes at mm-hmm. which point everyone could very conveniently just cross back into the school however i'd been going to the balling valley unlike everyone else there from my entire childhood and I knew that as soon as you got into the valley, there was a path I could slink away and um, and just hide in. So what I'd do is I would just run up into that path, <laughs> wait for everyone else to sort of run back. And then just as they were getting close, I'd like jog on the spot for 20 seconds so that I maybe looked a little bit more exhausted. Than I <laughs> and then I'd just rejoin the pack seamlessly <laughs> and no one would notice. And it was ingenious. How many times do you do that? Um, a good, I think I did it. A good two or three times before the PE teacher, Mr. Rowe, caught me. See, but at the same time, you're only shooting yourself out of fitness. Oh, well, I, I didn't really care for fitness. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's a bit patronising, you know, when, like, you're in a school system where mm. you don't feel necessarily appreciated and you feel undervalued, and yeah. then you get a school teacher like, come on, you big fat fuck, get, <laughs> let's, let's shake those memories loose, let's get you running, yeah! yeah. I don't know, I, I think because I naturally wouldn't have, for most of my childhood, engaged in sport or physical activity um but i've always enjoyed running around in circles like a dog <laughs> chasing its tail but i don't have a tail so i've got to come up with a different excuse and pe was sort of that excuse or playing dobbing cubs or something dob um, dob yeah dob oh we called it dob what did you call it what's what is dob tag. oh you called it tag or tig or oh we called it tig oh it was dob for us what, what did you call it jordan also tig tig you did you, have, did, you have people, did you have people uh, that played Dob, as it were, with you mm. and would invent sort of on-the-spot bullshit rules? Yes. <laughs> Dobby off radiator. Dobby off radiator. <laughs> That's what it would become. Yeah, that meant if you hold onto a radiator, then you can't be dobbed. Or Dobby off stage meant, because it was a stage at the place where I went to scouts, if you were standing on the stage, you couldn't be dobbed. Sometimes it would be Dobby off floor, so it meant that... No one could be dobbed ever, unless they were <laughs> yeah. jumping. But that's it. So you had to... I can't remember the rules. Um, but it became ridiculous. People just make up rules. They just shout if they're about to be caught. Dobby off radiator. Then they 
touch a radiator. I remember you're invincible. There was like a, how war works. There was a rule in my games of TIG um, in primary school. Yeah. And I, I, can't, I can't remember the exact wording, but it, it was to the effect of like, TIG, TIG, no TIG elephant. <laughs> um, because you mentioned the word I'm elephant. I'm sure that's a military code word. Tick, tick, no tick, elephant. <laughs> that means fire bombs at Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they do that one in the in the UN boardroom when they're, when they're preparing for their strikes. <laughs> tick, tick, no bomb elephant. Like, oh shit, sir. Fuck, let's launch these nukes. <laughs> but no, uh, going back to it, um, I, I never really played or I, I was never really an active participant in school PE. I used to pick the ball up and throw it out of the AstroTurf boundary. <laughs> Um, and then I think realizing that I was quite reluctant to play sport, they used to just stick me in goal because that's, oh, yeah. that's what you did with all the fat kids. You were just yeah. like, oh, well, they're not going to run. Just put, oh, I dreaded being goal. in goal yeah. for anything. Well, I used to like, as uh, to compensate for the fact that I was in goal, I would try and make it fun for myself. And the way that I would do that would be as people were kicking balls at you, my game would become I must avoid at all costs making any form of contact with the ball. <laughs> So I would go to absolutely no effort to, um, to stop it. And eventually, I think they just let me, they, they just say, right, just play in defense. And I would just stand there and just be like, this is bullshit. I don't want to play football. I don't want to play football because I'm a grumpy teenager. And, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm disheartened and disenfranchised. Then you put your, your big school candy headphones in and listen to My Chemical Romance. I never <laughs> had school candy headphones. I, I had the uh, shitty headphones that you used to get with that one model of Sony Ericsson that everyone had. <laughs> oh, they yeah, They really yeah, hurt yeah. to put them in your ears, well, didn't they? Yeah, they yeah. were really painful. They're I think it was, it, it was a very early version, I think, of the in-ear headphones. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that they shocked me when I was walking in the rain once. <laughs> Probably did, wow. Are horrifying things yeah see i migrated very quickly to the official apple headphones uh that's uh. sort of the moment i started using headphones was when i i, I still the same ipod i've got it's like a, the orange ipod nano with the like the rectangle one. Oh, the first gen yeah. Yeah. wait I've is yours the first gen uh no i think it's like second gen something like that mm. it's yeah i've had it for like seven years now good god never faltered no oh, it's great fancy that eh? yeah there you go comedy Top quality comms. Commodi. More spaghetti than an Italian pasta truck heading on its way to Venice. <laughs> We've got Tagliatelli <laughs> for days. I don't even know where I'm putting this ricotta. Oh, that's some good cannolo- cannoli. Cannoli. Some good cannoli. It's verbal discharge. Hey! <laughs> You're back here with us with the Robbie and James spectacular. Hello, I'm I'm Robbie. What and voice it started, was that? Uh, it was my own voice. That's my real oh, voice. God, oh God! Oh, just as we start, he gets uh, back. He walks in. He strolls on back he into the in. studio as though as though nothing has happened. Jordan. Yep. How was emptying your piss flaps? It, oh, there we uh, go. Jordan went for a wee. That's what happened. I did, I did, and then a very muscly man. I I opened the door just because you know the door opens inwards. Yeah. I opened the door and hit him in the face with the door. You hit a really muscly man, man in, in the, the face, face with, with the a door. door. And then I said, I'm really sorry. And he said, no, it's my fault. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And I then mean. did you fight? And, and, then, and then I beat him down and I said, it's, it's my damn fault. Take that, you <laughs> muscly piss flap. And this last one's not getting in there. No, no. no. no we'll leave that one on the cutting room floor. Yeah. You know, I can, I am really starting to feel the effects of having eaten so much Battenberg. How are you, it's how to are come you feeling? back up in my mouth. Are you feeling it oh. at all in your stomach, in your gut? Do you, do you feel all of that Battenberg sitting uneasy? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, actually. No, not in my not my stomach, but I started sort of a few seconds before we start recording again. 
I, I started to feel it in my mouth. I could feel it coming back, um, which is never fun. Backenberg to yeah. the Battenbergening. The ba- the Happenberg, but the, the iceberg. It's like Titanic. Ba, 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 Could Titanberg. we replace, do Titanic remake, but replace the iceberg with a massive Battenberg? Could a massive Battenberg sink a ship? No. That's why. But if somebody, if somebody ate it. So, you know, I, I'm just then... I'm just imagining the Titanic, but instead of it being a boat, there's just a sort of a giant replica of Robbie's head and maybe like the top of it is hollow so that people can <laughs> go in there. As, as uh, So it's a passenger vessel. Mm. Um, and as it's floating towards this giant, giant iceberg, sorry, Battenberg, someone's like, ah, oh, nice Battenberg. Um, and then you just open up and you just eat it and it's fine. <laughs> Kate Winslet briefly vomits because it's all all over. Yeah, well, when when you obviously when you open your mouth to eat it, yeah, like your jaw moves, so your entire head is going to shake a bit. So everyone's yeah. like, "Whoa!" And like maybe someone spills a drink. But other than that, everyone's fine. Wait, is it just a disembodied head, or is there a whole body under the water? Could you call it the tip of the Battenberg? <laughs> oh. oh, we have we oh. have not outdone ourselves today. <laughs> Could it? Could it? Could this disaster movie be directed by the man that made Battleship, Peter Berg? Yeah, Battenberg, Peter Battenberg. I'd say so because his name Pete, was Peter Berg. Peter Berg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have I tell you the story of when I went to see Battleship? Uh, I don't think so. You might have done. Did you um, go to see Battleship? I did. I went to see Battleship. Um, myself, my friend Scott, my friend Jake, my friend Rachel, and my friend Emily mm. all went to the cinema. And we didn't know what we were going to see. So there we were in the lobby looking up at the board, trying to figure out exactly what it was we were going to go see. <laughs> and I think Rachel and Emily thought, oh, Titanic's been re-released. Let's go see Titanic. This was for the the, the, yeah, the, the anniversary the three, bit, yeah. the re-release. Oh, yeah. And we we were like, me and Scott were in like, no, we don't want to see that. <laughs> but we will see a film about a boat. We'll go and see Battleship. Mm-hmm. And Jake got dragged off with Rachel and Emily to go and see Titanic. Me and Scott went alone to go see Battleship. Um, it is one of the few films I've ever attended where people have walked out partway through. Mm. But we had a brilliant time. <laughs> it was really, really good. Because if you watch that film and enjoy it for how bad it is, it becomes really entertaining. Because mm. it is awful. You know the bit at the end when um, all the ships are gone, and they're like, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, they're like, oh the no, what are we gonna do? How are we gonna fight all these aliens? And you'll never guess what comes. Have you seen it, Jordan? No, I haven't. Basically, um, there's a there's a there's a um, Chekhov's museum vessel uh, <laughs> at the start of the film. There's an old disused destroyer from World War Two, and all of the battleships they have to fight the alien battleships have been wiped out by the aliens. <laughs> okay. So they're like, well, we need something. Are there a lot of we- aliens left? I think they destroy one of the alien battleships, but there's... I don't know. I don't remember. I really. can't really remember. It was four years ago. <laughs> They're like, we're out of battleships. What are we going to use? So, like, oh, we've got this old disused battleship, but we don't know how to run it. There's only one way we can get this battleship out of the docks. And they bring in all of these old veterans from earlier in the film. And I think Thunderstruck by ACDC <laughs> is playing as you get all these sort of haggard old fox restart, <laughs> restarting this battleship and taking it out into the ocean to fight the aliens. Like, See, yeah. Do they die? I think quite a few of them do. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Does Rihanna die? No, no, Wait, no. Rihanna's in it. Rihanna's, Rihanna's in it. In acting. It. Yeah. Not a cameo like as herself or anything. She's actually in it playing a character. And she's awful. Uh, there's, a, there's a bit where she plays... Um, Just like, like her music. Because I think, I think when you first see a film, there's like... Um, it, she, she's playing a game of football against some other people and like she kicks someone to the ground and looks down at them. She's like, stand up, bitch! 
and you're like, whoa, why is Rihanna so aggressive <laughs> in this kid's film? And it's not the, it's not the film's only flaw. The film is rife with flaws. Hmm. Oh, um, you know, I, I remember seeing it and not quite getting the sense that, or feeling like it was taking itself too seriously ooh. and really, really taking against it and not liking it at all. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't find the sense of fun that you did. And since it's over two hours long, I'm not going to watch it again just to see. Oh, it is entertainingly naff. It is quite entertainingly naff. Because it is, without question, one of the naffest films yeah. I've ever seen, potentially. What about, so in, in that case, what about Pacific Rim? I really like no, Pacific Rim. No, no, no. Pacific, Pacific Rim is Rim incredible. That, see, I, I, I get Pacific this. Rim. It is a spectacle. Yeah. Nothing more. <laughs> oh, it but it's a lot of more fun. Than a spectacle. I, really, I really enjoyed Pacific Rim. Yeah. I've got a lot of time for it. I think that Pacific Rim, if you're looking at Pacific Rim with uh, sort of objectively and you're looking at it for how it is as an actual artistic piece and a film it doesn't hold up very well but if you want to see it for what it is big robots which is there's big, big robots monsters. punching big monsters it's it's everything you but could is want that, and more. is that not what battle i mean i haven't seen battleship but is that not what battleship is big boats shooting at other big boats yeah but it's dull um it's that classic thing of the way in which i don't want to get into two whatever but it's just really boring battleship. So not a lot of people like the not a lot of explosions and No, that's the problem. It's all explosions and if you watch the same thing over and over again for long enough, it will be boring. Oh. And it's not done in an entertaining way. It's just stuff blowing up and then it's just like a whole bunch of stuff happens. Is there any dialogue? No the, um... <laughs> yeah, Rihanna gets like a monologue at one point and you're like, Ooh! He talks about a daddy or something. Um, the main character in Battleship is played by Taylor Kirch, Taylor, Kitsch. Uh, Taylor, Kirch, Taylor Kitsch, Kitsch, whoever he is. Um, and his girlfriend in the film is um, she works with amputees and people who've been in the services and have PTSD or problems that are keeping them down. Mm. All right. And all throughout the film, she's walking around with this uh, this amputee who used to be a soldier because he's got no legs. Um, she's walking around with a man. Well, well, she's like, like I think she's wheeling him around, okay, and she's okay. like, she's in his wheelchair, and she keeps trying to give him his prosthetic legs, but he's like, no, I've, I've got PTSD. Girl, don't don't give me my prosthetic limbs. And then he's really reluctant to do anything, really reluctant to fight or participate in any of the combat that's going on in the film. And there's a bit where the island that they're on gets invaded by aliens. And there isn't really much hope. There's no one there who can fight the aliens. And she turns to him and like, I think he looks up at her and there's some lens flare and he goes, bring me my legs. (laughs) And she brings him the prosthetic legs. And then even though he hasn't, like they make clear he hasn't used prosthetic legs. It, for years and years and years, he has a full-blown fist fight with an alien. Oh, I was and, hoping... And just, it beats the piss out of it as I was, well. I was hoping that they were all, <laughs> say, they were all down at the bottom of the hill, yeah, and they had nothing but, like, five sticks of dynamite and him, and they just put it on his wheelchair with him in it and roll him <laughs> down into the aliens Wait, and I blow thought you said up. they were at the bottom of the hill. No, 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 the aliens were at the bottom of the hill. Oh, and right. The top, and they wheel him down, <laughs> blow them up, Blow a hole wide enough for them to escape. I like that in your like sort of thinking of this, they don't take him out of the wheelchair no, and just... then use the wheelchair. They're just like, here, hold on to this dynamite. Because no, the Steer dynamite yourself. The dynamite might roll out. They have nothing to tape it to the chair with. So he's got to hold it. He's got to kind of, you know, put it in, bunch it up in his arms. And Are you trying to justify destroying the disabled? <laughs> Look, I hey, George Osborne all over oh, again. You fucker, you beat hey. me there. <laughs> I was running for Chancellor of the Exchequer because I have, I'm just as qualified. Yeah. You've done more in his last two podcasts yeah. to prove your worth than George Osborne ever did. Oh. And with that, we should yeah. probably bring this one to a close. 
Um, thank you for listening to this show. It's been a bit of an odd one. Mm. It's been a bit of a, uh, a curious case. We're all a bit caught up in dissertations, and oh, it's the Easter break, and we're not live, so... And I ate a lot of Battenberg. You ate, like, that an is, entire Battenberg in about four that minutes. That has affected me um, mentally. <laughs> It'll it, never be the same. I, I lost can't... all stability. If you want to hear about how it affects Robbie physically and what happens when it comes out the other end, uh, <laughs> we will tweet live updates from our Twitter at Verb Radio. We did a blog this Wednesday, but we haven't done it yet, so we can't oh, tell yeah. you what it is. Yeah, good point. We yeah, I, I, did I was t- caught up in the spiel then, and then I forgot that we <laughs> haven't done it yet. Like, oh yeah, nice. I did a blog post this Wednesday. Oh, it was great. It was what was gra- it about? Um, it was about um, how... I, James Bosson, have no reasonable ideas for a blog post. Excellent. That I look forward to reading it. The, oh, I've really ruined that for myself. That's <laughs> going to be such a bad blog post. <laughs> you, can, you can read that at verbaldishows.co.uk or you can email us at things at verbaldishows.co.uk. We have a pipe that you can speak into yes. called SpeakPipe. You can find it on our Facebook page on record your vo- send us uh, your voice. Send, send voicemail on Facebook yeah, yeah, that's or... Fine record send us your voice on, on the, the website. website and it, you can record a 45 second clip of your voice speaking things to us and then we'll play it on the show because that's what we do yeah and to plug it again live show coming up may the 5th maypole in derby please come tickets are five pound fifty for some reason <laughs> we said five pound we um... wanted we wanted them to be five pounds but the derby comedy festival people were like nope gotta be five pound fifty <laughs> and apparently we have no control over this sorry we're going to cost you that extra 50p we didn't want it that way and it's worth saying again though that that money is not going to some evil corporation uh we're getting most of that money back ourselves and we're going to put it back into keeping the podcast running because we want to keep this train a rolling yeah because as we've said before Things are going to get more difficult to, to run a podcast. Yeah, There's going to be more costs, we, more involved. We're all things. kind of... I say we're going our separate ways. We're not so much as verbal discharge, but we, we, it's coming to the end of university, like we said. Dissertation, yeah. And sort of none stuff. of us really know quite how <laughs> things are going to go down. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. If, if somebody offers me a really good job in Scotland... If someone offers yeah. me a really good job in, in England or Wales, <laughs> um, I'll probably take it. But yeah, so um, if you've got really good job offers, send them to me, then to Jordan if I say no, which I, I, won't, I won't. Thanks, Robbie. <laughs> uh, and thank you, listeners, very much for listening. Robbie, would you care to have the last word of the show? Bassenberg. <laughs>